On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we're going to be looking at the income campaign portion of the bomb shelter combo trade. Before I go on, just a quick disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, so everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. Now, um, in the last episode, I, of course, introduced the new bomb shelter combo trade that we recently developed. And in this episode, we are going to be focusing on what I'm calling the income campaign portion, okay? Because remember, there's going to be a short put income strategy that's paired with these two long puts as the bomb shelter hedge. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about just the short put campaign and some of the nuances and reasons why we set it up the way we do now. So this is actually going to be pretty similar to uh, some of the previous episodes on the 45 plus DTE strategy because the essentially the foundational principles behind which the strategy operate are still the same. I do want to do a quick caveat and that's I have had some people ask about whether or not the bomb shelter trade will work on MES. Uh, the problem is with MES there's not a lot of expiration cycles so I think recently there was like 180 and 90 and that was it and I did check um, I did a quick back test at 180 DTE and the decay is just too slow so you just end up with too many positions and I don't think it's worth it um, again I did run it at 120 150 180 180 is just too far so I think for now what I'm going to recommend is if you don't have portfolio margin um, because the next size up from MES is trading with SPY and without portfolio margin the way because the way the bomb shelter is set up the, the long puts are in the further dated expiration um, actually sorry the long puts are in the shorter dated expiration so you're not going to get the credit on that margin relief if you don't have portfolio margin so for now I think I'm going to just recommend if you don't have a portfolio margin account honestly the account's so small it may not even be worth uh, adding the bomb shelter hedge to tell the truth. So I think I would suggest just going back to the 60 DTE version and just trading that and just skipping the bomb shelter portion. Um, anyways, if I figure out a way to make that work on MES, I'll, I'll update you guys. But for now, that's what I'm going to say. And so moving on, as I talked about, uh, we call this the income campaign. Now, I, I think you've probably heard me use that word in the last episode. It's because with these option strategies, these sort of um, ones where you're selling daily or even just weekly, it's based on mechanical entry and you're going to enter day in and day out regardless of what the market's doing, regardless of any signals or any kind of charting patterns. And that's why we call it a, a campaign, right? It's an income strategy, but it's run campaign style because we're running the same entries over and over again, regardless of what you know the perceived market conditions are. So as I mentioned in the last episode, it's at 120 DTE, 15 delta, okay? And the 120 DTE and the 15 delta is specifically to accommodate the, the bomb shelter hedge, which I'll get into in a subsequent episode. So the specifics of why we have that high DTE and that delta, um, for now, I'll just say that it's because I want a a longer duration short so that the hedge portion can also be longer dated um, because if we did like a 60 DTE short and a 30 DTE long put 
that's going to decay too fast. And just by the time you get to the life cycle of the trade, you, you just risk that long put not being worth anything. Um, and furthermore, the higher DT, the higher delta is so that you're able to spend a not too, uh, you don't have to spend too much of the cost of your um, basically your profits um, being spent on the hedge, right? The drag proportionally is just going to be too high. So again, I'll get into the specifics of that once we actually talk about the bomb shelter portion, the hedge portion. But just know that the 120 DTE and 15 delta is the entry criteria. And the exit criteria is just like before, you do a bracket order, which is a 2x stop loss or 3x the credit. So if you collected $5, for example, um, your stop loss will be triggered at 15 for net loss of 10. And you have a profit take. I was doing 50% for a little bit, but I think right now I'll push it to 60%. Um, this is similar to before when I used to do the 60-60 configuration, which is 60 DTE, 60%. Um, and I'll, I'll touch on that in a little bit, but just know that that's the exit criteria. That's the bracket order. 200% stop loss or 60% profit target. And for now, there is no... DIT limit. There is no hard stop. So um, in this trade, the average time in trade was about 35 days, which equates to an average book size of about 25.5. Um, so just keep that in mind for now. I'm going to get into an episode where we look at the risk calculator so you can look at what your, your risk is as the, the book grows and depending on your profit target. Um, but for now, just know that if you're getting uncomfortable with the book size, you can always prune it, okay? So you can always take trades off. You can either take out the oldest one or one that's at a profit. Uh, you have that discretion, but you know obviously that's gonna skew the probabilities a little bit. Um, but for again, just to repeat, entry criteria is 120 DTE, 15 delta, and you set a bracket order at entry, which is 60% profit take and 200% stop loss, which is 3X credit. and um, for the rest of this episode, I just want to talk about a little bit of the performance metrics. So you're going to want to go to my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com. I've added a new section. There used to be three links to each of the individual strategies. There is now a link for the bomb shelter, which will bring you to a Google Sheets page. And when you go to the Google Sheets page, you're going to see a longitudinal study similar to the earlier one. You're going to see some backtest data. In fact, you'll see a, a bunch of backtest data. But the three I'm going to be focusing on for this episode is number one, the longitudinal study. And just FYI, this longitudinal study is right now is geared for, again, the 120 DTE, 15 delta, 60% max profit. And there's a number of tabs here, which is basically raw data I got from eDelta Pro for the backtesting. But if you scroll all the way to the back, you'll see two of them that are specifically for the 2016 through 2020, right? So the tab is labeled 2016 to 2020, 120 DTE, 15 Delta. There's a 50 MP and there's 60 MP. So let's take a look at those two first and then we'll go back and look at the longitudinal study. So again, the way these are set up, these are literally the raw data I got from the E-Delta Pro when I did the back testing. And that's essentially columns A through S, but you can see in the upper right-hand corner and columns W, uh, v through Z. I've done a little bit of sort of my own filtering to figure out the normalized loss percentage um, or loss size and win size um, as a proportion of the credit received 
I've done some high level metrics like the win rate, the loss rate, and using that with the loss size and win size to figure out the PCR premium capture rate. Then I'm told there's the average days in trade, which is in yellow, and then that gives you the average book size and then the average value at risk. So if you flip back and forth between the 50 MP and the 60 MP tab, you'll see that essentially the win rate um, goes down slightly when you go from 50 to 60 max profit, right? So it goes from 91.89% down to 89.43. But because the average win size is bigger because you're taking the 60% profit, um, the premium capture rate actually goes up, right? So it goes up to 31.71. So right now I'm opting for the 60% because remember when you have a higher PCR, you don't have to sell as much premium, which just means you have um, lower value at risk per entry. Now granted with the 60 MP, you'll see the average days in trade is 35.6. So average book size is bigger and value at risk and average is a little bit higher. But again, I think with the higher PCR, um, because that average book size can kind of go up and down. And so in general, I think I, I just kind of want to take advantage of the higher um, premium capture rate because you sell less contracts. And that also means that you pay a little bit less in commission, relatively speaking anyways. Um, so that's why I've opted for this. Now, I did want to point out the longitudinal study. So if we go back to the beginning of this workbook, the first tab, You'll notice that this is a 15-year study. Is it 15 or 16? I'm not sure, but 2005 to 2020. And um, same strategy, but I want to point out that in cell D10, the premium capture rate, you'll note that it is 25.4. So it is lower. And the reason is because on the right-hand side, if you look at the year-by-year the -year performance stats, you can see that 2016 through 2020 were like just phenomenal, like strongly skewing the premium capture rate. I mean, you had two years that just basically had no losers, right? So those five years skew the PCR greatly, you know, upwards, right? So if you look at some of the earlier years, um, PCR is much lower, one rate's much lower. So that's why the long-term average is 25.4. So one year, budgeting for your entry size if you want to be conservative you can use about the 25 percent premium capture rate but if you want to use somewhere around the 29 30 percent that's okay too just know that your performance may not be um up to what you expect right because if you project lower you're going to get more reasonable results however the one kind of factor that isn't in play here and this is something I'm working on. You'll see a big note at the top of the longitudinal study that this currently does not include the bomb shelter, right? This back test was running E-Delta just for the short put campaign. And the reason is because this is a custom strategy. And the way I'm managing the bomb shelter is I'm exiting those long puts when the short put exits. And I'm not, and so it's, it's kind of weird because yes, I'm managing them together, but it's not truly like a package. So the pricing is not based on the spread price per se. So there's no way to do an automated backtest. And I'm going to go through and essentially manually backtest this. And the thing is, when you have a profit take on the short put, um, that long puts obviously going to lose a little bit because that's going to decay as well. But when you get stopped, on a short put, you expect to get some profit back from that from the long put, right? Because it's sort of hedging your loss to an extent. 
And the, the main focus, as I mentioned, was that on the crash years, um, what I really want to look at is obviously 2008, end of 2007, summer 2015, um, February 2018 with Vomageddon, the end of 2018 with the big grind down, and of course COVID in 2020. So uh, once I go back in there, I'm going to augment this whole study to add the profits from the hedge. And hopefully we'll see an improvement overall, right? Kind of smooth out that return. And that should, I'm hoping that kind of boosts the overall premium cap rate of the whole system. So that's going to be what I'm working on in the next couple of weeks, three weeks. I don't know how long it's going to take. But so just keep that in mind that this longitudinal study is just for currently the short put income campaign only and that's why i want to do this episode first so we know that the income campaign portion of the the bomb shelter combo trade is this is similar in spirit to the all the previous iterations just that we're moving out to 120 dte 15 delta and i'm currently taking a 60 percent max profit okay so in the next upcoming episodes, we'll look at the longitudinal study for this. We'll look at the risk calculator. And of course, we'll look at the mechanics of the long puts, right? The actual bomb shelter hedge itself, how it's designed to protect the short puts. And again, why we had to move out to the 120 DTE and why we're doing 15 Delta. All right. So I just want to get this out and make sure you guys know, um, at least if you want to start running this thing, um, the short put portion, again, this should be familiar, just kind of reconfigured a little bit differently. All right. So let's leave it there for today. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It's available on most of the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can also find more of my content at my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com where you can find all of my strategy mechanics and trade logs as well as essays I have written and other podcasts that I recommend. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at The Trade Buster. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you guys next time.